you know that fresh produce is the best produce. That's why at Kroger, we invest in local farmers to bring you seasonal picks that taste fresh from the farm good, like sweet corn, refreshing watermelon, and juicy peaches. So whether you're a delivery lover, a picker-upper, or you shop in-store, your local produce always tastes 100% fresh, or you get a 100% refund guaranteed. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey now, it's Brace for Impact, and I'm your host, Mike Gilbert, and I'm joined as always by Mr. Oliva himself, JD by God Oliva. How you doing, JD? That um the song was a lot smoother this time. Like I think we finally figured out how to smooth out of the music and into the show. I was actually very happy with that. You know what you do? And mm-hmm. pro tip that I found out. Yeah, let me nothing. Know. You do nothing. Oh, it, hey. it just ends it ends on its own. You, yeah. you don't have to click. You know, yeah, you don't have to click off of it. You just let it do its thing, and then it just ends. I've always just been clicking off of it because I'm a control freak, but you just let it run its course. So the guy who made the video knew what he was doing. Yes, yeah. So hmm. the way you did it was just fine. Perhaps we I should have trust. Perhaps I should have trusted myself all those times <laughs> I controlled it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. So how's uh, how's your first full week as Mister Oliva? Okay, so. I teach graphics. The basic thing of graphics is I teach kids how to use Photoshop and Illustrator. We do things like um, we do projects in Photoshop and then uh, stuff in Illustrator. We do cartoon replications. The big project for the graphics one kids is they make a T-shirt because we have like a T-shirt press in the class, which, by the way, I don't know how to use. I get to learn that for my graphics three kids next week. This guy before me did an awesome job. Um, (laughs) The lab has been down the first week of school. So we haven't huh. been able to access any of the Adobe stuff. So I've spent the first week of school teaching kids how to use Apple products, teaching them how to file things correctly. And I made up a, I made up two assignments on the spot. So because I, I got all stressed out because one day I didn't have anything and I kind of just had to let them just sit there because it was like my second day of work. And so I made up thing. I was like, I wrote, okay, this is 10 things I can do if the lab doesn't work. And it worked. Today we watched a video on color theory that I huh. found on YouTube. So well, I was pulling go. stuff out of my butt to try to save my <laughs> new job. The the During the last hour today, the lab went up and operated. So we should be okay. But I'm still going to test those little shits on that video that I know they weren't watching. So, oh, yeah, definitely. You know, they were playing on their phones or something. I'm watching them play on their phones. And I'm like, OK, <laughs> you guys are getting a quiz. You know, I promise no quizzes, but I'm a liar and they need to understand that they can't trust adults. So I graduated high school over 20 years ago. Did you, you know? just have a big, big TV that you wheeled in there and you played a tape on the VCR? Is that how you showed? Oh, is that how you did it or how did you do that? Oh, Mike, that's adorable. Actually, all the buildings <laughs> in our all the classrooms in our building have smart boards. What? Except oh, yeah. mine. Except mine. Oh. The graphics lab doesn't have a smart board. What we do have is a screen and a projector, and the projector connects to my desktop Mac computer. So what I do on there the computer go. gets projected on the wall. So I can literally show them how to operate um, Photoshop via my computer. What I can also do is I can also control their computers from mine. I yeah. don't want to do that. I think that's a little too big brother, but it does give me a chance to go, hey, stop it. Do your class. So work. what? 
when I was working on my associates, um, I was taking, it was a public speaking class or speech class, whatever it was. And um, our teacher, she was an older lady and we had a smart board in the classroom. And I typically do most of my classes online, but for my associates, they had the classes on base. It was, you know, once a week. So I just was like, yeah, that'd be easier. I'll have a teacher. And plus I wouldn't have to like record myself doing a speech. I could just do it in front of people, which I'm more comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And and so she was having trouble with the smart board and um, she's like, how do I figure this thing out? And I go, oh, I go, ma'am, it's a smart board to turn it on. You just shout at it and say on. She is really. And then like everybody's like, is this guy serious? So she's like a little old lady, like cute old lady. Right. And so she, she looks at it and she just goes, she's looking at it. She goes on. <laughs> and then so everybody started busting out laughing and she turns around and gives me the finger. right. In my face. She's like, I know. <laughs> She goes, I knew you were lying, Gilbert. <laughs> so what you're telling me is the tr- your your Twitter troll gimmick is actually you in real life. Bro, that's been me since birth. <laughs> I just I I like messing with people because people take things way too seriously. This- uh and and I'm just like I just like to throw funny memes and funny gifts out there and just get everybody to take a couple of steps back and just chill a little bit. Pro, your favorite pro wrestling company, they don't know who you are. It's not that serious. You're not a part of that company. So don't take their success and failures as a personal indictment on you. Um, so everybody just chill. And so I do that. And I know AEW fans are sensitive. So are Impact fans so are WWE fans. I like to take the piss out of them all. That's what I do. I appreciate that. I have one student who is a dick. And I got an assignment, one assignment, 50 images on Google. I had to waste time. So I'm like, find 10 of these, 10 of these, 10 of these, 10 of these. It's easy, right? Find yeah. 10 images. I said, you know, I said time 50 images. And I said, you don't have to find 50, but just, you know, find 50, waste time. I got one kid. You know, what he, you know how many images he found? Nine. One. One. <laughs> one image. And I was giving him 20 points. So I'll give everybody 20 points. And I'm looking, I'm looking through their file. Because again, we have a Dropbox up. So I see all the, they're turning it in. And I go, you going to find any more? He's like, no, nah, I'm good. I said, okay. So I gave him half off. And I already told, I told the principal because she's a friend. I'm like, I've already decided I'm going to give this kid a C. Because if I fail him, he's going to take the class again. And I'm the only teacher for graphics. <laughs> so who does that punish? Yeah. Me. So <laughs> he's going to get a very low C, possibly a high D if he continues to piss me off. But nothing lower. Yeah, you don't <laughs> want that kid lower. back in the class. No, no, we're gonna push him. We're gonna push him on through because it's an elective and nobody cares that much. So not, not me. Thank <laughs> God nobody <laughs> so, I work with listens to this. Yeah. So last night we had a very interesting dynamite, which caused Ooh, us to have yes. some breaking news for us to talk about tonight. So let's go ahead and hit the graphic. Breaking news. Hopefully Papa Garrett yes. doesn't get pissed at us for that one. No, that one's copyright free. I think we're not going to get in trouble. We're good to go. This is me testing it out. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but it was announced last night on Dynamite that at All Out, uh, which is – is that next week, All Out? That would be next Sunday. Next Sunday. So next Sunday at All Out, uh, FTR and Wardlow will be taking on Jay Lethal and – the Motor City Machine Guns. The, that that caught me really off guard. It doesn't really make a ton of sense, just because Motor City Machine Guns are baby faces and Jay Lethal's a big heel. But 
hold on, hold on. I know what you're about to say. Um, it, it, in that context, but because they're, you know, legendary Ring of Honor figures and Jay Lethal's a Ring of Honor figure, you got the Ring of Honor tag team champions and FTR. If you were to ask me what match I would book that involved FTR and Motor City Machine Guns, I'd say book that match, just those two teams for the Ring of Honor championship, because why the hell not? That's what I would do. But we got a trios match because we need to get everybody on the show. Um, so what do you think? Are you, you know, I, I'm pretty excited to see this It'll be the first time that uh, FTR and the Motor City Machine Guns are in action against each other. One of these days, I'm going to learn not to check the chat during the show when I can't watch it live because <laughs> it ruined like it, it's not the guy's fault. I mean, like they're just yeah. talking amongst each other. My dumb ass looked at it. And I'm like, oh, man. No, I'm excited. No, well, not, what, oh, yeah, sorry. not only that, Papa Garrett tagged us in tweets and I'm like, yeah, he's, Garrett got, did it he's too. got a note. AEW comes on while I'm at work, so I don't get to watch it. And I had no cell phone service, so I knew nothing. And so I get off work and my phone's just blowed up. Yeah. Um. So selfishly i'm thrilled i freaking yeah. love the motor city machine guns <laughs> yeah, this course. is great news now i know you said they're baby faces they're baby faces in impact True. judging by the reaction last night they don't exist in aew right. which is fine which is fine the the when you when you get that all-out fan base they're gonna know who the motor city machine guns are and yeah. they're gonna blow up big right there everyone's gonna go crazy now they don't have a they have far more history with Jay Lethal and um, Sanjay Dutt than they do with FDR. So it makes, I don't know about sense, but I'm fine with it. Like, this is like they used to call in the territory days doing the shot, right? Mm -hmm. They're going to come yeah. in for a shot. It's probably going to end with them doing cradle shock on Jay Lethal or Sanjay. Probably Sanjay, actually. Right? So they get a baby face. So you get a baby face moment with the crowd. And then I imagine, here, let me throw this at you. What if we get that FTR match at Bound for Glory? That so that was going to be my question is like, what's the trade off here? And I will say, now earlier this year when uh, Big Cass or I guess W Morrissey and Deanna Perrazzo did their AEW shots and they you know they lost accordingly, um, we we're like, what's the trade off? Well, Kazarian came in and we got him for a few dates, and he ended up uh, he ended up ultimately losing to Chris Saban on on an episode of Impact. So we did get a trade off there. Mm -hmm. If the trade-off here, and, and look, I, I think that Impact should just be cool with the Motor City Machine Guns going there no matter what. I mean, Alex Shelley's not even – Alex Shelley isn't even under contract. Um, this is accurate. Yeah, so uh, Chris Sabin is – Chris Sabin, I believe, is also an employee of the company because so. he also – he's a producer and he does other mm -hmm. things. So, um, But they own all the copyrights. They own all the trademarks and stuff like that. So they, they should just be cool with it anyway. But, I mean, if at the end of the day they do they do the trios match over there, we get to – if we get FTR on Impact, I think that's a win uh, no matter what. And, if, and yeah. if it's the Ring of Honor titles at Bound for Glory or if they do a title for title match – Impact versus Ring of Honor, and then FTR gets the Impact titles, and then we get a little, we get to have them in Impact more, and they drop the titles on the way out. I'm cool with that. Bring it. I love FTR is my favorite tag team. So if I get to cover them on this podcast, that's a home run for me. I'm fine with that. I know there's some people that it's really bothering them that FTR is not getting an AEW title match. Like, honest to God, do these guys need more belts? Like, it doesn't bother yeah. me. Like, it doesn't. Well, I feel like we're doing more work. They're. I hate to do AEW. Yeah. For a minute, but I feel like we're doing good stuff with Swerve and Keith Lee over there. FTR, would I rather see them wrestle the machine guns with pay-per-view? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. but I think that's going somewhere. 
which I'll address I later. So I'm okay with it because I do think there's a storyline reason for it. And we're getting the fucking Motor City machine guns in AEW. Who doesn't want that? Yeah, well, and look, they already have all of their top matches built for that show. And this isn't going to be one of the top matches. It might end up stealing the show. Um, if if uh, Dax versus Jay Lethal is any indication, might end up still on the show because that was an amazing match last night. So um, I, you know, I have high hopes for the match as far as his level of importance. Um, not a whole lot of stakes there, but I think that they're they're going somewhere. And uh, the machine guns are in the fold in AEW, and hopefully that means we get FTR and Impact. I think that's a win. Here's what I love about it about what AEW does with these shows is like I know the there's a bunch of nerds. They're like, well, they I don't know who they are. I don't know who these guys. I don't care. Like, oh, okay, fuck those fine. guys. Oh well, yes. Yeah. First of all, fuck them. Second of all, at no point has anyone said, "Well, this mid card tag team I'm unfamiliar with, so now I'm not going to buy the pay per view." That's right. never happened in the history nope. of mankind. If you are like this, okay, this is a dirty secret that nobody likes. Shh, mid cards don't sell pay per views. Mm-hmm. Main events sell pay per views, and we're getting, I think, the biggest main event AEW can give us. I think so. This is a this is a thing for us, right? Yeah, this is a yeah. match for us that we care about. I know there's people that, that will say, "No, you like Ring of Honor and TNA, so you are garbage in professional wrestling, and your your fandom is garbage." You know, but I think it's awesome. Like, yeah, I'm excited. I get to see one of my favorite tag teams of all time wrestle my current favorite tag team. What's not to love? Yeah, yeah, I dig. So it's not exactly what I want, but I think I'm going to get what I want eventually. I'm just not going to get it. At, I'm not going to get it at all out. I got to wait for it. But if that match is going to happen, and it might happen across multiple companies. And if we get it here, isn't that better for us? Selfishly, yeah. and that's <laughs> what I really care about is us, JD. That's, that's the most important thing to me. Yeah, me, I, me, yeah. you, our show. That's what matters. <laughs> that's it. Like, that's it. That's it. That's all I care yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, bring it, man, bring it. Um, so, uh, you know, we had an interesting show last night. They kind of led a little bit into Impact tonight. They did actually talk about, uh, they actually brought up the Motor City Machine Guns. AEW finally tagged Impact in a tweet about the Motor City Machine Guns. I think uh, Judge Jeff Jones is finally earning his keep around there. He doesn't know how to use his fucking tags. He's the worst guy. social media guy <laughs> in the world. He's so bad. He was a terrible manager back in the day, and he's worse oh. than this. Yeah, terrible manager. He was a terrible ref, and now he's a oh. terrible social media manager. I don't know how this guy keeps getting a job. And a never... terrible judge, by the way. He was also, very biased. Also a terrible judge. Because yeah. you don't really leave wrestling. You just fail at different levels. Look at Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> hint for later. Oh, hint. Uh, go to patreon.com slash fightgamemedia. We're going to get into the Jeff Jarrett stuff. A lot of stuff went down. I uh, I sent out a conspiracy theory that has kind of picked up some traction. Um, so a lot of people are actually talking about that. So again, with um, controlling, I like when people take yeah. you seriously in your conspiracy theory. <laughs> so this was very much a, a conspiracy theory, very much connecting the dots, but we'll talk about that later. Go to patreon.com slash media. Also on Patreon. I think we're going to get a, a, somebody from a ring of honor. Um, not the current ring of honor ring of honor. Classic is actually going to, should be debuting in Dallas this weekend. He, uh, a former wrestler there is posted on social media that could be coming to town. And, uh, we're also going to, uh, talk about Tony Khan's sloppy shop over there in uh, Jacksonville. A lot of, a lot of drama going on over there because they have a lot of different personalities and that is difficult to manage. So God, we're going to get into a lot of that stuff. Yeah. I can't wait to dig into this. It's gonna be, this might be our best yeah. Patreon ever. 
if you yeah, don't subscribe, I, you want to jump on this week. Let me tell you. Yeah. Let's jump on this week and let's jump right into our impact recap. We had a, we had a fun show this week and on the pre-show on BTI bullet club, Ace Austin and Hikuleo, Hikuleo, sorry, defeated Zicky Dice and Johnny Swinger. And that was talking BTI, everybody. Thank you. Thank you for talking BTI folks. I'm not watching it. They could put Ace Austin no. on and I go, Ooh, Ace. But Hikaleo is also there, so you know. Yeah, I'm good. a little correction from last week. We, you questioned where Ace has been, and I like, I was like, I don't know, I haven't seen him in a while. But I was, was actually at, an emergence. I was at the show, <laughs> and I completely <laughs> forgot he was there. Um, and he hit yeah. one of the the coolest moves of the whole night with the fold over, like off the apron to the outside. I was like, I was like, what the hell? Like we got, I got a couple DMs about that, and I was like, ah. That's crazy. I don't <laughs> How did I forget? That, okay, honest guy, here's why you forgot about it because it ultimately didn't matter and he didn't play. He might have hit a cool move, but on a show with so much great stuff, he was lost in the shuffle. He was. He definitely was. So let's yeah. be real. He was his appearance was forgettable on the show. He didn't factor into the finish and he's played a very minor role in all this, hence the BTI, the BTIing of Ace Austin. Well, I hope we get to see him uh, get back in the fold here pretty soon. Uh, no, no pun intended. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, uh, VXT opening match. VXT defeated uh, Jordan Grace and Mia Yim uh, to retain the Knockouts World Tag Team titles. They uh, hit their their double suplex maneuver. I cannot remember for the life of me what the hell that. Oh, the pendulum. The pendulum. They nailed the pendulum on uh, Jordan Grace to get the victory. What are your thoughts about Grace taking the pin here? Um, and uh, overall thoughts on the match. I don't like you champs taking a pin. Me either. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it. Um, I also finally get Mia Yim's gimmick. It's a Fortnite thing. I was at the ho- I was at Spirit Halloween with my kid, and I'm walking huh. around the Fortnite, and they had all the masks. I'm like, oh, Mia Yim's it. I get it now. It's Fortnite. I am an old man. So yeah. uh, I felt very Never. proud of myself and was saving that for the show. Um, yeah. It's fine. I don't like Jordan taking the loss here. They're going somewhere, but it's such a trope, right? Champion, yeah. it's a trope. It's like, and I hate when, I hate when they when people adapt WWE tropes to um, other companies. It bothers me. I find it to be lazy. Um, yeah, I, didn't, I mean, the match is fine. Like they're all really yeah. good together, but I don't know. I thought, eh, eh, yeah. looks fine. No. Eh, yeah. I, I, I like the match. I like uh, I yeah. like VXT as an act. Not yes, a big too. fan of the finishes because I think that, uh, you know, it's like, oh, well, Jordan Grace has the belt so she could lose a bunch of matches. I'm not into that type of psychology. That's just no. not for me. I think, I think you, she's a champion that you keep strong. 
Yeah, no, I agree. And I think that I don't think she's been established enough as champion in this run to start, you know, taking out. It's only been a couple months since she won the title. So I yeah. don't know. And I mean, she's had she's had one defense and it was a, an amazing match against Amia. But uh, it was yeah. a great match. It was a great match. I, uh, I, don't, I don't know, man. It's just like, um, I don't like it. I didn't like I didn't like the finish. Yep, uh, we cut backstage to a video promo with the Violet by Design. They're muttering in a hallway. Yep, uh, uh, they're going to beat again. up some people. Yeah. Again. Hey, Eric, yeah. Young cut a, Eric Young caught another one of his um, promos where he does a Bray Wyatt voice, and it goes in circles. I've seen the same <laughs> promo on every episode of Impact for the last 13 months. Well, stay tuned for the end of this episode because I have some thoughts about Violet by Design. Ooh, um, okay. A little foreshadowing. Uh, Carl Anderson defeated uh the miracle mike bennett because of the miracle anymore um but that's when i first saw him he was the miracle so he's always the miracle to me but um i you know we didn't get bright lights carl but we didn't get dim lights carl either he was kind of very middle of the road carl but i thought mike bennett looked good in the match and uh carl anderson hit the diamond cutter or the gun stun for the victory there and uh the stipulation for for this match was that if uh, Carl Anderson won, Maria Canellis Bennett would uh, be banned from ringside for the tag title match next week. Uh, at one point, Matt Taven tried to interfere, and uh, Doc Gallows came down and uh, beat his ass. Uh, victory for Carl Anderson, man. What you think? Well, Machine Gunka is um, looking a little checked out these days. Um, and uh, without uh, Sammy Guevara-ing his body, um, he seems like he's a little checked out on his fitness as well. Just seems like, you, you, know, you know what I mean? He's he a little yeah. soft and he was in shape for a while. And that's yeah. not, that's not me like trying to body shame anybody, but I mean, like when a guy is typically in shape and then I see him out of shape, you're like, you, you often wonder what's wrong, especially when it's your job to be half naked. Well, and especially he's cause he got, his you know, Carl was a little thick in his new Japan days. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, he got quite jacked toward the end of the WWE run. Like, he was Johnny Lunges and had that super ripped up six pack. Like he looked good. Yeah, I think he still oh, Carl. Yeah. yeah, Carl. Like, I don't know. I don't. I mean, I didn't notice it, but now that you pointed it out to me, I can. I can see it. I don't. I feel like they're ready to move on. That's what it feels like right now, right? I that, feel like that's they, what it feels like. Yeah, yeah, it feels like they've. They're like, okay, I'm done here, and it really just has that vibe. I think they kind of want to go back to Japan. That's my vibe. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, we, we, you know what? I didn't even have it listed for the patrons. So we'll just talk about it now. So there, this is the taping that they're doing in Dallas. It's their last weekend in the company. Um, officially now could they re-sign a deal at the last minute? Absolutely. That's entirely possible. After what I saw from Carl tonight, I just don't see it. Um, and I had been the guy not really banging the drum, but I just thought, look, they might, they might not re-sign, um, but after they – I know they're scheduled to go to New Japan for a couple weeks in September. I was like, ah, maybe towards Bound for Glory, maybe they come back and they do some per-date deals um, while they continue to work in New Japan. I figure they bring them in every once in a while. There's a relationship there between the two companies. I don't think AEW is interested, although um, one of our mutual friends said otherwise on Facebook. I, I But I just I just don't see it. So, you know, I, I think I think after this Dallas taping, they're done for a while. Um, and maybe forever in impact. I just two years in impact is a lot, right? Yeah. I mean, I think that, uh, I think it's kind of time, right? Like, I think they were a big part of impact kind of refining their identity, right? I think them bringing mm-hmm. in this tag team 
fresh off WWE, fresh off getting kind of hosed in the WWE, to be quite honest with you. Like, yeah. I think that it really helped revitalize them as an act. I think as checked out as in Carl was, I think Doc's actually were pretty hard in, in his matches lately for, for Doc, for Doc Gallows. Yeah. I think Doc Gallows has looked pretty good in all his singles matches. I agree I with you. That's what I think. Stuff, I think. Yeah. I think he. I just realized I have the wrong Twitter handle in my name. Um, <laughs> I just looked at that. Like that's not my Twitter. Can handle. you can you edit it while we're on the I air? I don't think I can do that. I think <laughs> it's just a waste of time. Um, I don't. I think the Doc has looked pretty good for Doc. But yeah. Carl, who's the better worker? No one would argue that. But the more emotional of the two, like. Carl kind of lets yeah. you know what Carl thinks at all times. You know, it's, uh, I don't and know. Carl, Carl just doesn't seem like he wants to be there right now. He doesn't. And I, I, felt, I felt that during the match. Like, as a technically proficient match, I thought Mike Bennett had fire and uh, looked good, and I felt like Carl was checked out. Mike Bennett is a guy that um, has gambled on himself numerous times in his career. And I want to say it's never paid off, but I don't think he's ever quite done what he wants to do. Right, like you jokingly called him the miracle earlier. That was him bouncing Ring of Honor and coming here in 2016 when he was supposed to be a thing, and yeah. it didn't quite work. And then he left for WWE. They gave him a big, they gave him Maria that big, you know, opening night entrance, and it didn't quite work. Right, I think that, um, I think this is the best thing that Mike Bennett has done career wise in a long, long time, probably since. That original kingdom run in, in the mid two in the mid twenty tens. Like I think this is uh I think this is OGK's time. I think those belts are coming there and I think that they seem super fired up to prove themselves. I I agree. I like what OGK is doing. Um Me too. And then after the match, uh, the Good Brothers were met by Scott Demore backstage. Demore stated that they would defend the tag team titles against the Kingdom next week, and they did the catchphrase and hit a big two sweet with Scott Demore. So uh, that'll be on Impact next week. Looking forward to that. And then after commercial, we come back and backstage. Savannah Evans is being tended to in a medical room by a physician um, with uh, Tasha Stills present. After Stills left the room, Jim Miller attempted an interview with regards to what took place last week. Before Steele could say Steels could say much, Kelly Kelly or Killer Kelly, I keep calling her Kelly Kelly. Killer <laughs> Kelly grabbed her from behind and locked in the killer clutch. Kelly released her quickly. Man, that is like a seashells by the seashore, and warned her that next time Steels would see it coming. So I think we're getting that match coming up soon. This was the most erotic backstage jumping I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. I watched this and I was like, oh. Hello. Like it was they're just and they're just leaning into it. Leaning so, so far into it, and I'm not complaining, mind you. <laughs> because uh I don't know, there's something about Killer Kelly that like she the whole like I don't really want to like Vixen is not the right term, but there's this like well, femme fatale. It's, it's the know? black black widow, right? Black widow, yeah. I didn't want to say black widow, or, but it is. It's like black widow. Femme fatale is the way I would I would I le, would le, le femme Nikita. Le femme from Nikita. The 90s. Yeah, I yeah. can see like there's definitely all that kind of influence there. And she, she's doing a really good job. The term character work gets thrown around a lot, but I really do feel like she's channeled a character and it's this like hot, crazy, dangerous thing is is really working. Like I hope I, I don't come off I, like a perv when I say that, but it's no, it, it's I, I think uh I think they got something with this character. And yeah. um they're they're really you know, I know they've had a lot of turnover in the division. I know Tanil Dashwood, she just left the company. Um and I that's another news thing that I meant to put on for our Patreon, but I just forgot about it until just now. You know, Tanil Dashwood's out. Um okay. we're, we're losing yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, Madison Rain's gone. So we're, you know, we're losing folks left and right. And look, uh, you know, Impact seems to just, you know, create more stars. And I think tonight, even though, you know, we'll, we'll get to Havoc later, but tonight I think they introduced two brand new characters that seem to be working. So uh, good, good on them. Um, next. Oh, go ahead. No, that's great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Next, next match. Bupinda Gujar defeated Jason Hutch. And who gives a shit? Uh, afterwards, uh, Brian Myers came in, confronted them, and then Gujar stole the title. There you go. Why isn't, think, this on, why isn't this on BTI? I'll take this on BTI over the Bullet Club versus Swinger and Dice. At least Swinger's right. funny. Yeah, that's entertaining. And there's like a story with Bullet Club when they're there. But I mean, like, this sucked. I, I mean, like, I don't know, man. I'm so... Brian Myers was doing some good work before he won. This digital media title is a millstone in this company. <laughs> it brings yeah. down everyone who touches it. I mean, Cardona only... Cardona overachieved with it because he also happened to be the NWA world heavyweight champ at the time, the hottest star in the Indies, but not really in this company when he had it. Like this thing is, it's an albatross. It sucks. It's the worst. Yeah. It's the worst champion. It's the worst major championship in pro wrestling. And that's like 60 he, different pro titles in, in AEW alone. Yeah. And it should just stay on BTI. The whole feud, everything It's it's an internet title. Just keep it on BTI. It's terrible. Yeah. Um, Backstage, Gail Kim was talking to someone before being interrupted by VXT. Perazzo demanded a knockouts world tag team world title match, but uh, Kim said that Masha Slamovich has been on a roll since her debut and set up the match between Perazzo and Slamovich next week. Winner facing Jordan Grace for the knockouts world title at Bound for Glory. Um, did you watch Knockouts Knockdown last year? Did you because I know that you were there for part of the taping, but they taped it over a couple of days. Did you see Masha versus Perazzo last year live? I did not. So uh, they that was amazing. It was a very good match. After after Prazo won, Scott Demore came to the ring and offered her a contract to, to Slamovich. She's been with the company ever since. Um, and then they've kind of redesigned her character. That she took a couple months off, came back. Uh, I I I love this match. I'm really excited for it next week. Match is going to be really good. I want to like, what is Masha? She's just a badass, badass chick. That's like, I don't know. I mean, it's fine, I guess. But I mean, like, if she's going to be, I assume she's going to get this belt at some point, right? Yeah. Um, should she get it at Bound for Glory? I, I you know, I, I think, uh, you know, that remains we're to gold, be seen. I don't we're know. That that's we're Goldberging her, right? And I feel like but she's not a. We kind of are, but she's not exactly a babyface because Goldberg ran through all the heels for the most part. Started out, he started out running through babyfaces too. Like yeah. he was kind of in the middle. He was kind of a kind of a tweener, and then he got oh. over, and then then they then yeah. they steered a dick. That was the right. thing. He got so over. she's she's kind of running over everybody. So she's kind of a tweener, you know. But she yeah, hasn't really. She hasn't really gotten over to that level yet to to compare to. I know we're trying to Goldberger, but but that's the thing though. I and mean, this is my this is my criticism is like she's doing a great job killing people. But as far as like character stuff goes, I don't feel like they're doing anything with her. Like, is Deanna going to do this whole like program on her own? Like cutting like getting people into this thing, and Masha is just gonna well, do really. I mean, like I said, like I guess there's that's no the character, but I mean, like I'm just not feeling it as far as like. 
my interest level in this, you know? Right. Well, there's no there's no feud with Masha at this point. It's just a number one contender title and, match. So I, for with Perazzo, but if Masha yeah. wins, which I think that we will, then I, you got you what you got whatever seven eight weeks to kind of build the title match with uh, Jordan Grace and Masha. They can do some backstage stuff. We can find out what Masha's why is, and I think that's what we're missing with her. That's the thing, though, but she's been here for months, and we still don't have that, and I don't have the faith that we're going to get it. And I think you lean into Deanna. I think Deanna can carry something with her personality. She's not my favorite promo, but she's a good promo, right? I think she can, like, Jordan's not, you know? Jordan's not a great promo. So this is where I'm, this is why I'm like, what are we going to do here? Cause now we've got Masha hasn't spoken or done anything character wise. Right. And Jordan gets by, by being, you know, the, you know, pocket Hercules basically. Right. Right. Yeah. So what do we have? I mean, like, well, I, I mean, know. we're going to have to, we're going to have to find out. I mean, we don't know what we have cause we don't have, we don't yet. know what we have. Um, I guess that's my concern yeah. is like, I just haven't seen anything from us to like, Get me invested in, into anything more of Masha other than she kills. And you can say, okay, yeah, she just kills people. All right, fine. Bill Goldberg just killed people, and it is what it is. But, I mean, like, there's also – that only can go so far. That's why Goldberg works well when you brought him in for a bit, and then he would disappear for a while, and then you bring him back. Yeah. And then, like, you're like that's well, not a consistent character. Well, Goldberg was a hot baby face, and Hulk Hogan was the best heel in the business at that time, at least in the ring. He was. No, he was the best heel behind behind Vince. Vince was probably the number one heel, but Hogan in the ring was the top heel. You know what I mean? And so he, they had that to play off of. Right now, Jordan's not really over as a baby face, and Masha's not exactly over as a heel. So we just got to connect those dots. We just got to. They got to figure out what they want uh, both those characters to be because Mia was very much the baby face at Emergence. And that's not exactly what they designed. It was a babyface, babyface match. So um, they just got to figure it out and kind of tell people what they're supposed to want. I'm glad you said that because I think you're right. I don't think she's over as the knockouts champion. No, and I think and I think she's amazing. <laughs> but she she's is not over yet. Yeah, she is, she, and but she's been here forever, and it's her second or third reign as knockouts. I forget. Yeah, she's, she's had, had she's so- had it, but yeah. she's had short reigns. She had short, short reigns. Right, but she's not like it's I found it interesting that Mia was so much more so much more over than her. And I think Masha is gonna wind up being over than her too. I just don't think it's gonna make for a great program. Well, again, we we gotta give them a chance to mm-hmm. to sell us on the feud. Yeah, mm-hmm. they haven't started the feud yet. We're not we're not there yet. So hopefully we get there. Um backstage. Scott Armstrong caught up with Bupinder Gujar, praised him for his stance against Myers, and then asked him for the belt back. And Gujar said no and left. So there you go. Uh, we'll probably get that match down the road. Um, didn't, Scott Armstrong match, have a cro- didn't Scott Armstrong have a crooked ahead. referee character in WWE? Like a decade uh, dude, ago or they, something they, like that? They've done that a few times. I don't remember if Scott was one of them. I think he was. Someone can correct me on the, the show, but I think one around like the – Probably like around the time of the Daniel Bryan stuff, or maybe CM Punk run reign. Like I think that Scott Armstrong was a character reference. I could be wrong about that because I was kind of in and out of wrestling at the time. Was Scott Armstrong Dixie Dynamite and Smoky Mountain, or was that Steve Armstrong? Oh God. Um, Ooh, I don't this know. Is, uh, good. I don't know. I, it was one of the, one of them where he came out in the Confederate flag and wrestled as a Confederate God. hero. 
Scott. Scott. So it was this one. Okay. I was like, I couldn't remember. I totally forgot about that. that one yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, one day, one day well, I was, I was okay. watching 1992 Smoky Mountain. And then uh, I watched a match between Dixie Dynamite and uh, the, um, gosh, the Nazi soldier. What, what was it called? Um, oh, oh, the Stormtrooper. And he was yeah. wearing swastikas all over him. <laughs> I was just like, Cornette, what are you what are you doing? Like the Confederate the Confederate hero against the Nazi. It was like, man, you guys are just leaning right into this stuff, aren't you? Well, you've seen the New Jack gangsters stuff from the oh, era. Yes. I mean, yeah. like Oh my gosh, yeah. Cornette was never worried about getting canceled. I mean, like until he actually his program was canceled. I think that is um yeah. I think that that whole that's another conversation, but I think that he yeah. be into that stuff and it actually hurt them. Cuz I think he I think he Cornette's thing is he thinks wrestling fans are really fucking stupid and he treats wrestling fans like they're really fucking stupid. And it, I think that's one of the things that bit Smoky Mountain in the ass in the long run. That's a conversation for another day. Yeah, yeah. Whenever we do our, our Smoky Mountain wrestling podcast, we'll bring in Jeff Hawkins, an expert in Smoky Mountain, and then we'll we'll have a big conversation. But I just I, randomly I love this off idea. I love yeah, this idea. Yeah. We need to make this happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be that would be fun. Uh, next match: Josh Alexander defeated Vincent in a non-title match. It was this was a good match, a good little TV match with uh, Alexander getting the dub here. Uh, after the match, Eddie Edwards came out on the entrance ramp with a microphone in hand, and Eddie Edwards, I think, cut. Probably the either the best or the second best promo in his career. Um, the crowd was into the promo. They hated Eddie. They loved Alexander. Um, what they didn't show on TV, which comes from our friend Andre, who was there that night, that the fans were shouting him down with a chant of shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up for a long time, so long that he actually had to sit down on the ramp for a while and the, until the crowd stopped and then he restarted his promo. Impact edited that part out, which... I, I think is a bad idea because that would sound awesome. I get that. I don't want to say the F word, but it's access TV. Nobody's watching. Like they don't have sponsors. What do they care? Just let I them mean, say the F word. But yeah, that would have made the promo so much because I thought it was for an Eddie Edwards promo. It was good. It was fine. It was a good promo, but that would have made it so much better. Yeah. Like had, that level of heat. interaction. Yeah. He like, it's so, it's so hard to get real heat today. Right, it's so yeah. hard to be a to be a heel that people legitimately don't like, and people in Impact right now really don't. Whether they're playing along or whether they legitimately don't like Eddie, I'm not sure. But that's a great moment, and maybe you could have just edited, you could have just blurred the like, uh, like shut the beep beep. I mean, like you could have done that, and it would have gotten the idea across. And just that image of Eddie sitting on the ramp would have been amazing. What a what a lost opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, what what a waste. Um, he was basically trying to convince Alexander to join Honor No More, um, trying to get him to be his friend. Alexander just didn't really say anything. And then it's one at the end of it, uh, Heath just ran in and hit him with his finisher. Uh, and it looks like we're setting up a, a Heath-Eddie Edwards match for Victory Road, which, you know what? I'm going to give it to Heath, man. He's uh, Whatever they're doing with Heath, the, the guy's over. I think that'll work for an Impact Plus special as long as it's not the main event. Uh, and it'll be a good victory for Eddie because Heath is over as a babyface to beat up on Heath uh, to get heat while he um, is on his way to Bound for Glory. This is like a mere universe version of Sting having to beat Scott Hall before challenging Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah, kind of. That's like pretty it's, funny. It's ba- It's like not backwards booking, but reverse booking. Like usually, this is the kind of thing you'd yeah. see with a babyface challenger. I'm not hating it, by the way. I think it's. I think no, it's no. Right. I, 
And I think I think the story makes sense because Heath has yeah. been a thorn on their side. He's been taking out everybody all the way en route to mm-hmm. Eddie, and then him and Eddie should face. Um, and then I, I don't think they need to have any stakes. Like I don't think maybe they'll no. put like the title shot on the line, but, but we all know Eddie's going to win. Like they're not going to put Heath in the main event of Bound for Glory. I don't think but, he needs uh, stakes. I think just like I think just the the personal rivalry is enough to carry that match. To be honest yeah. with you, and and Heath's yeah, one of the few legit over dudes in the company like that dude is over people love him i don't know why but they do they adore him like he's got he has got something with this fan base he, he does they the, whatever they're doing is working and working can't hate on something that's working nope. so uh it works if you work it let them work next that's match the next, that's the next bfi t-shirt right there <laughs> yeah uh next match we have jessica uh, with Rosemary defeated Alicia, JD, you roll your eyes, sir. You're you're you got your hand over your face. I'm telling you right now, this is gonna work. I I watched it and I was just like, this is a fun character. She's got the brand new music. She's got the sick chant. She's got the T-shirt. She's got the dancing. She's got all the bright colors, the the purple, the gear. Like she, whatever it is, she's committed. And she's, it's going to get over. I'm not kidding. This is going to work. This is good. You know, like these, and it's not going to be a main event character. This is going to be a mid-card babyface character in the knockouts division, but they got something with this. I'm telling you, it's going to work. I laughed so hard when she, when that music interrupted (laughs) and I was prepared to shit all over it and the music cut and I cracked up. It hit me. It struck me so funny, and I wanted, <laughs> with every fiber of my being, to hate this segment. I was prepared to come because I saw your tweet. And I'm like, I'm gonna freaking bury him on this, and I came out of that going, it's gonna work. It it really is. It's gonna work. It really like, is. Yeah. She's, this might be the best run of her career. I dude, because I was completely bored by the. Havoc. Dark undead yeah. havoc that she's been forever. Uh-huh. Um, this monster, and now she transitioned. She's a a dancing baby face. And I was looking at, I was looking at her, and I was just like, man, she's got everything. She's got the mannerism. She's got the catchphrases, the gimmicks. I was just like, I think, I think if somebody in WWE sees this character, they're gonna want it. Not I, in I, a I, mil- not I, in no, a no. million I'm telling years. You, dude, Vince no is way. Vince is Vince is gone. And look, and before before you say it, like he has had various t- body types on his show before. Oh yes. You, you know what I mean? So I, I'd say throw that out the window. They got they got Dewdrop, they've had Nia Jax, they, they they've had they've had the, those types of folks. I think that she's a better wrestler than Nia. I don't really know too much about Dewdrop. I don't know much about her at all, so I don't know if she's a better worker than Dewdrop. No, okay, do jobs, so she jobs, do jobs pretty good actually. Like, okay, yeah, okay. I don't, I, UK honestly, they're all good. Yeah, like, everyone they've got yeah. from the UK is really good. Like, I can't, so I can't, I can't speak to do job, but all I'm saying is, are those and even, even, even Triple H in NXT, he had these types of characters, he did right? He had what was that kid's name, Adam Rose, um, yeah. the dancing guy, yeah. No Way Jose, he yeah. had that guy, like mm-hmm. he, they, he knows how to develop. I, I'm like, I was looking at her and I'm like, I, I could see somebody from New York wanting her uh, with this character. I don't – I know Triple H is the end-all, be-all, and he, he the honeymoon phase is over in the one company and it started in the next, and he can do no wrong. <laughs> um, I think her I think her age hurts her in that regard. Okay, okay that's a good point. Because I that don't think – tri- 
people it's hilarious people think triple h is like running everything now and he's making all these calls when he's just doing the creative and the talent so he's doing that but nick khan is still running these things and nick khan is still isn't it weird by the way how all the budget cuts don't seem with under nick khan don't seem to matter anymore isn't that interesting like Mm -hmm. they had to cut all the budget to get rid of all these guys but now that it's the same dude and everybody blamed nick khan but now that Triple H is in talent relations, all there's all of a sudden all this room that there wasn't room for three months ago. Isn't that weird? Um, but Nick Khan, it was Nick Khan's fault. Um, I, I, the only thing I think that's working against her is her age, because I don't think you're wrong. I could see them ripping off this gimmick, to be quite honest yeah. with you. Yeah, I think yeah. that's more like I, that. I think you might see some 23-year-old in NXT 2.0 with their uh, you know color vomit schemes. I could see someone stealing her gimmick, and Lord knows that ain't past them. Remember when they stole no. the final deletion before the Hardys came back? <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. So, um, so we uh, so we go backstage at some point. You know, we we actually skipped the whole Sammy Callahan thing. I don't know; it's not in here. I, I think they might have skipped it in the recap. So, Sammy Callahan thing. All right, so. Um, Raj Singh and Mahabali Shira, they're in the back, they're talking, and all of a sudden they hear a commotion and they go, they pan the camera down the stairs into the basement. There's Moose and Steve Macklin, and they're arguing about um, Macklin pinning Moose during that six way match last week, the elimination match. And then out of nowhere, Sammy Callahan attacks both of them. They go out into the back into the parking lot, and Moose and Macklin, they team up on Sammy. They beat his ass. They cover him in barbed wire. They shred him. Macklin's bleeding all over the place. Um, and Fast forward, they go to commercial break, they go to this match, fast forward, Sammy Callahan hits the, hits the ring, goes to the announce desk, he's still covered in barbed wire, and he challenges Moose and Macklin to a barbed wire massacre match at Victory Road in Skyway Studios um, next month. So that's what that was. I think, I can't see it in here, but they, they completely missed that whole segment, um, which I thought was a significant part of the show. So I wanted to make sure that we covered that. Thoughts on uh, barbed wire massacre making a return in a three-way match at... Uh, at Victory Road. Can the Jessica character infect Sammy Callahan too? That would he needs an update, doesn't he? He need that's thinking that. I'm kind of bored with Sammy Callahan as and the match is gonna be a fun little plunder match. Sammy's really good at laying those things out. Yeah. But I feel like I've seen it, you know. I feel like it's just, I don't know. I feel like I need to see a new something new from Sammy Callahan. You know? Yeah, but I've never seen a three-way barbed wire match. So no, I'm new. okay with that. That'll yeah. be interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, di- I'm digging that. So I'm going to say um, they should put Macklin over, and that's not going to happen because that's not what we do, really. Like not in the no. big matches, not in the big matches. So uh, they, they yeah. never put the guys that I want over. They don't put them over. They, they never do that. That's, that's been no. that's been the trend in our show for the last year. We pick a we 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 stake a claim on something, and it doesn't happen. <laughs> Next, we go to the main event. We got <laughs> Time right. Machine. Alex, Alex Shelley, Chris Saban, and Kushida. They defeated Violent by Design, Diener, Eric Young, and Joe Doring. I thought this was a really good match. I really enjoyed this match. Great main event. Um, they hit all the moves that they got in their arsenal. Don't need to do a play by play and a blow by blow, but what did you think of the match? I love it, man. I love yeah. the machine guns. I love the time splitters. I love the time machine guns. Ours is better yes. than theirs. Time machine is boring. Um, I that's great, man. I, I think it was very nice for them to showcase the motor city machine guns for AEW. Like, <laughs> yeah. Timing was yeah. perfect. Yeah, it worked it worked out. Timing was great. Um so they they beat uh they beat Violent by Design rather convincingly. I think this is the end of Violent by Design. 
I don't know this for a fact. I think it's over. I, I don't know where else you go with these guys. Um, their whole thing is about taking over and, and winning and they're just not doing it. I think it's time to do something else. I think this, I think this crew is done for they're dead. I feel like we got a lot out of it. It's been, we did since we started the show and before it, right. These guys yeah. have been together a long time and I think it's time. I'm bored with it. I'm bored with Eric Young's Bray Wyatt knockoff gimmick. I'm bored with, you know, I'm bored with all of it. I think it's time to move on to something else. Like you see this stuff and you're just like, oh, Diener's going to take the pin here. Like you, you just, yeah. you just, and it's fine. Diener's actually a really good worker. He's great at what he does. Yeah. No qualms with it whatsoever. But like, what else can we do with it, man? I think, I think we need, I'd like to see Joe Doring do something else. What that is. I'm not sure because he's kind of his his in ring stuff has improved physically. Like uh, he's always been great, but his body is physically improved in his time here, right? I think he's healthier now than when he signed a year and a half ago. Um, I want to see. It's been a year and a half, right? Or has it been longer than that? Uh, no, since 2020, he got. Oh, he's been here for yeah. two full years now. Wow. Yeah, over, I do think, over two years. Yeah, I think he's healthier now than he was when he signed. I really do. Yeah. So I think you yeah. could go somewhere with Joe Doring. But he's limited in like they don't cut promos or nothing like that. So you need to give him a mouthpiece, which no, again, yeah. managers floating around. Like you know, you can. Oh get yeah, a guy. there's. Yeah, and I, I think they should utilize managers more often. So mm-hmm. I that's that's what I would see. Uh, you know, have Joe Doring, you know, just be kind of the big tough cowboy squashing some dudes, heat him up for another title match down the road with mm-hmm. if they got a babyface champion. Um, you know, Diener Diener's a tough one. Diener's a, he's kind of an enhancement guy, but he's also an agent here. So I don't think he needs to really work all that often. So, um, and then Eric Young, you know, Eric Young is a legend. He, you can do all kinds of stuff with Eric Young. You can flip him baby face. You can do whatever you want. Or there's two guys out there that uh, Triple H has not, uh, like maybe he's forgotten about, but uh, Big Damo and uh, Axel Tischer, the former members of Sanity, they're out there floating around. Maybe you try to heat that back up. Maybe you do something there. I don't know. I don't hate that idea. Um, I th- here's what I would like to see. I would like to see one more Eric Young babyface run because yeah. he's. So- and I'll be honest with you. I think Josh is doing a good job, but Josh is like a stoic babyface of the of the Masawa cloth. You know, like he doesn't get like super emotional about stuff. Like he's not like fiery. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think we need like a. I want because Eric Young can be that guy. You know. Oh yeah. So I, I would like, and I think we need a, a another baby. I think we need another strong baby face in this company. Like, I really, I really think we do. Yeah, no, I agree. Hey, everybody, that's going to do it for the, the free version of this podcast. Uh, head over to patreon.com slash fight game media to join in on the conversation with the, some of our premium content. Like I said, we're going to talk some Jeff Jarrett. We're going to talk some uh, Ring of Honor stars heading to Impact. Uh, a former Impact star, current New Japan star, might be heading back to WWE. And then, of course, all the drama that's going on in the sloppy shop in AEW. <laughs> the honeymoon is over, folks. Uh, people don't like each other over there. And it's all one person's fault, I'm sure. So, uh, yep, head over to patreon.com slash fightgamemedia. And until next week, we'll we'll talk to you again. And Patreon, stick around. <laughs>